Welcome back. This is a special edition of Modern Business, where our guest host, Zach Fishman, brings us millennials in franchising. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. This is Millennial Monthly on Modern Business. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining again. Uh, this is your guest host, uh, Zach Fishman. I'm uh, coming to you live from uh, Modern Business with Ryan Hicks. Uh, for our July edition, I want to introduce you to Jamie Stigliano uh, from Diva Dan. She is the CEO. Uh, Jamie, say hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you for joining us on uh, your busy summer. Uh, so everyone, uh, again, just to kind of go through a little bit of a description of what we do here, uh, basically the idea is, is that I'm uh, going to be interviewing a different uh, millennial or about under the age of 40 CEO uh, around the franchise space. Uh, as I'm sure most of the listeners here know, uh, there aren't very many of those, but uh, I've, all those folks uh, that I ha have had on so far, and then uh, Jamie will also tell you as well, I have a very interesting and different perspective relative to what a lot of other folks in the space do. Uh, so I'm going to ask Jamie five questions, just kind of how she started her business and uh, how she kind of caters to millennials on both the friend and consumer side, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, so uh, without further ado, uh, Jamie, first question that I have for you is uh, kind of about how you started your business. Uh, how did it really get started? Yeah. So I started Diva Dance here in New York City, um, really from out of the need uh, for people who love to take a dance class, but they're not looking to pursue dance as a profession. I took a class, a beginner hip hop class at a place called Broadway Dance Center, which is an incredible facility. But what it does is they equip people with skills to, you know, to become dancers, to work on Broadway or to be commercial dancers. Um, it's really nothing, there was nothing beginner about it. So I left there feeling like, you know, why is there not a choreography-based dance class experience for adults that is accessible to everyone, no matter what your level is, no matter your experience and your background, um, and no matter what your goals are. I mean, you know, dance is, I consider to be a lifetime sport, and it's something that people love to do, uh, which is where how we created our tagline of do more of what you love. Um, but I left that class, and I said, you know what, I want to teach the kind of classes that I would want to take. So I just, you know, I was working in the music industry at the time, um, as I did for many years, um, and I just started teaching my own classes one night a week and, you know, told everybody I knew about it. And that grew from, you know, you know, a handful of people to now years later, thousands and thousands of people that have taken our classes um, and taken our, you know, come to our bachelorette parties and private dance class experiences. Um, and so I just, I started it as, you know, literally the term side hustle, you know, while building my career in the music industry and working at a major label. Um, and through that time, I really had to, um, I had to face the question of like, well, what is making people want to do this? Is it me and the way I teach the classes? Or is it that people are just craving this product? Um, and I knew that I couldn't scale a business if it was just about me, which is when I kind of developed the brand. Um, and I decided to franchise, um, knowing that it could scale without me being at the front of the room and without me personally being the face of the brand. Um, so that's how I knew I had something special. But I really did it as my side hustle for many, many years um, as a hobby. Um, and then only about two and a half years ago did I say, you know what, I really should scale this and, and help other people start their own diva dance where they are. Absolutely. And so, and so I guess my initial question when it comes off of that, because I mean, I also happen to live in New York City, uh, as you know, and I think that one of the things that uh, I, I see these dance, dance classes all around the city, and I know that there are a lot of uh, specialty fitness and things of that nature. And you kind of have a blend of the two, which I think is a pretty cool, which is kind of a pretty cool cross between them. Uh, one question I do have for you is that 
is this for females and males? Is this just females? Is this just male? Uh, kind of how is this broken down? So speaking to like a millennial audience, I mean, there's gender is so irrelevant nowadays. It really is. It's, it's less yeah. relevant than it was um, in many ways in terms of, you know, being exclusively for a male or female. We really don't care. I mean, I want people who love to dance to take our classes. That being said, it is mostly females that do come or people who identify as females um, come to our classes. But, you know, we're super um, inclusive and we're inclusive, not just in terms of gender, but also we have all body types. We have all skin colors. We have all ages. Um, all adult ages um, and just all ability levels. And it's just very, it's really special. And as we've franchised, I've been able to see that trend repeat itself in other markets. So whether I go to one of our classes in Chicago or I go in Austin, Texas, the clients kind of look the same, meaning they look all different, which I really love about what we're doing. Love that. Love that. It's very hard to find sometimes with these specialty fitness classes. So the fact that you've achieved that at a at such a, I mean, you guys are rel a relatively young brand. The fact you guys have achieved that so quickly um, is a testament to how well uh, you were doing. So congrats on that. Thank you. Uh, so really my next question for you, and I think this is one that a lot of folks are generally wondering when they come to listen to us here, uh, is really about how you approached your brand and about how you approach franchising differently uh, than a lot of our uh, older uh, a lot of our older folks in the franchise space, uh, as I'm sure when you went to your first trade show saw, um, the room is uh, full of folks who are probably uh, eligible to be our grandparents. And so it is kind of a right. very large difference. Uh, so I'm just curious as to kind of how you, how you uh, approached your brand versus how they would. Totally. I think what's most important about my brand specifically is that we really lead with our heart and we lead with our values. And that's something that is not just kind of a marketing strategy. It's actually not a strategy. It's, it's just who we are. You know, I created Diva Dance out of necessity for people who want to feel good when they take a dance class and they want to come together and meet other people. So our driving purpose and our driving values are really about inspiring confidence and building community. It's how I developed my logo with my two triangles. Um, it's at the core of everything that we do, um, from how we teach the classes to how we engage with clients at class. Um, everything we do is super intentional. And I think that's something that all, you know, young people can relate to. It's approaching your business with very intentional, just intention and knowing that like what we're trying to accomplish and everything uh, has to support that. Um, so we're not, I mean, we're definitely metric oriented. We're definitely KPI oriented. We're definitely, you know, profitability focused and unit economics and all that yummy stuff that you hear a lot in franchising, but we're also just super values driven and experience driven. So I have a whole, I have one person that works for me and her title is, you know, the director of client experience. So she's constantly thinking about what is that client experience from the minute they come into the classes to after they leave and what's their digital experience that's happening outside of class and, you know, how are we engaging with them and what's the social media story we're telling around it. So being values driven, being intentional, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then everything else we do supporting that. Um, and then just telling the story we tell about our brand su is supported by that. So, um, everything we do in social media goes to tell that story and build that personal connection, um, with our clients and our potential clients as well. No, absolutely. And I think that the fact that you not only say that when I'm, when I'm here talking to you now, but the fact that you tell your story so well over social media, um, is, is, is really a strategy that unfortunately not a lot of folks in the franchise space really employ at the moment, uh, but it's a strategy that I find that you do very well um, with in terms of content. I think that that is something that our generation is so uh, consistently obsessed with that the franchise space unfortunately yeah. hasn't caught up to quite yet. 
Uh, and folks, I really do implore you to kind of uh, go and check out Diva Dance's website and really uh, see what their social media influence is like uh, for you guys to really see how to truly do it um, the right way. Uh, so, well, one uh, one thing to add to that too, Zach, is is you know my experience in the music industry really helped me a lot with this because what I did for many years was develop audiences for recording artists. So I worked with major pop stars from Britney to Pink to Justin Timberlake to you know to Outkast to Usher, um, and my core function in marketing was about building those relationships between the fan and the artist, and how we do yeah. that through every touch point, um, and how we do it on a on a, a term I use a lot at Diva Dance, which is the lifetime value of the client. So not just thinking about selling memberships or, you know, getting people to upgrade their private parties, but thinking about, you know, what's the lifetime value. And that's where I've looked at, you know, brands that have been here before me, like Jazzercise and how they've done an amazing job of building a long, long, long relationship with their, with their consumers. So that's something that we're really focused on as well. Um, and it's important to build those relationships um, and, and consider the long-term value of the client. No, absolutely. And I think that you guys do a great job with customer journey and, and all of that good stuff, too, because I think that that's uh, especially important. And uh, despite the fact that you guys are certainly one of the more uh, sexy brands when it comes to franchising, I think that um, it's certainly one uh, that you guys do a very good job with. So uh, my next question for you, and uh, one which I think uh, also a lot of people are probably wondering, just due to the fact and the way that you kind of uh, run your brand is kind of surrounding around, uh, do you actually go after uh, fellow millennials uh, as franchisees? And uh, if so, uh, how do you do that? What are your best, what are the best methods to do to go about doing so? And if not, uh, why not? So one of the neat things about us is that we haven't spent any money on lead generation in terms of franchising. Um, people have been finding, they find us. Um, because they're searching for something like us or, you know, looking to, you know, they're looking to pursue their entrepreneurial side. Um, they're looking to maybe supplement their income. Um, they're looking to do something that's more, you know, purpose and value driven that they have rather than the career that they maybe have been on. Um, so my franchise owners are teachers, they are nurses, they are advertising executives. And this has been something that they, they feel like complements, you know, the life that they're trying to create for themselves. So I haven't necessarily gone after them, it's been very self-selecting. Um, and we, I think, you know, to your point and your compliment, I appreciate it. We, I think we've done a good job of telling our story and inviting them into that um, and being accessible to them. Um, and, th and through all my, um, all of our materials, everything from, you know, I have a franchise Instagram account that I think as for franchisors, you need, you need that. Um, you need your brand account and you need your franchise account. And so my franchise account, it's at Diva Dance Franchise. It's something that I created after a attending a franchise conference um, that uh, that I heard some on a women's panel. They said that, you know, this is something that young people are looking for. They're looking to peek inside the business uh, before they even contact you to kind of know, like, what will my experience be as a, franchise, as a franchisee? And what will my experience be, you know, in this business day to day? So that's when I created this franchise Instagram account um, so that I can, you know, so people who are interested in uh, maybe getting more information about our opportunity, they can learn what it's like to work with me. They can learn what it's like to be in our business. They can feel like they're a part of our values and they, you know, it's really not, um, you know, there's not a lot of strategy behind that account. It's just super honest. I'm not sitting back here thinking like, okay, well, what can we post that makes people want us? Um, it's just honest. It's just like, here's who we are. Here's how we run our company. Um, I invite you to be part of that if you share our values. So, um, so that's a way that we've, you know, not necessarily gone after a millennial um, potential owner, but we've made ourselves accessible to them as they've been looking for something like us. 
Absolutely. And I, and I think that, uh, and one thing that you may not know, folks, uh, if you haven't listened to us uh, before, uh, authenticity when it comes to catering to millennials are especially important. Uh, I think that that's really the number one way to get in front of them. And the best avenue to do that, if you have a visual brand uh, like Diva Dance, is, of course, uh, Instagram. I think that it is by far uh, one of the most rewarding ways to get in front of people uh, and to really kind of tell your story in an effective way. Uh, and I think that uh, Diva Dance, for example, does a very good job, and there are a lot of others in the space. Uh, uh, coincidentally, the two other folks that I've had in the past uh, on with us here on Millennial Monthly have also done something similar. And so I think that it's certainly uh, something for you guys, uh, for you guys as listeners, to explore if you start, if you are not doing that as of yet. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, next question that I have for you is kind of surrounding around the customer. Uh, I know that your customer, uh, as you mentioned, is uh, you know, is, is incredibly different uh, across across the board, and that's a fantastic thing. But are you guys typically catering? Uh, is it skewing younger for the most part? Is it skewing older? Uh, and kind of how are you going about uh, finding these folks from a uh, on a consumer standpoint versus a friend mm -hmm. versus a friend up standpoint? Yeah, so it's interesting because lately I feel like um, it's I feel like I've been looking at those date of those dates of birth on the new client forms, and I've been cringing at the years people are born. I'm like, what? How are you born in 1990? What is happening? Um, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I think we really it is a range, but our sweet spot is really like 27 years old is kind of like the the main you know bullseye of like where because they have a little bit of extra money to spend on things like this. Um, you know, they want to work out, they want to um, have a fitness experience but they're not looking, you know, we're not soul cycle. We're, we don't position ourselves. Um, you know, we're not CrossFit. I'm not orange theory. We're not positioning ourselves as a fitness company. Um, we're an active, active dance experience. Um, so we're not just positioning ourselves as, you know, burn calories and lose weight or, you know, get ripped where that's just, uh, that's not my message at all. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, pretty much 23 to 30 is the majority of our clients, but definitely people who are older don't feel out of place. Um, and in terms of how we're finding people, uh, you know, obviously word of mouth is huge, but you have to have people in the doors first before you can have them tell other people. <laughs> so um, right. one of the things I, I think we're really good at is leveraging our other markets um, because it's just, it's one internet now, as we all know. So what I think we do mm -hmm. a really good job of is making sure all of our clients in our existing markets know about our new markets that are coming. And we even put so much as push that down to where at the end of every class, even just this week, we just announced Atlanta. Um, so in all of our classes across brand this week, we're, we're announcing like, hey, and just so you guys know, um, we just launched uh, Diva Dance Atlanta. If you have any friends in Atlanta, we'd love for them to follow us on social. So just to build those bridges because clients are like, oh my gosh, I do have a friend in Atlanta. Oh, I do have a friend in Chicago. So just very simple ways of cross-promoting um, and making everyone feel like they're really, we're all part of the same squad. Um, which is a word we use a lot of Diva Dance. Um, the other thing is, you know, we are absolutely doing paid social. Um, we're definitely doing paid social and we're tinkering with different, um, you know, I'm looking at other companies that I really uh, look up to, um, like I Love Kickboxing. Like I think they do an incredible, in unbelievable, mind-blowing job of, their entire marketing, um, their entire marketing plan. Um, it's really incredible. So I've been taking a lot of looks at them to kind of see like, you know, well, what are they doing in the, you know, I think they call it a tripwire ad campaign that um, helps people try out Isle of Kickboxing when they've never tried it before that then hopefully bridges them to a longer relationship. So um, we're constantly learning from other brands and seeing what they're doing that could apply for us. Um, but every single one of our markets has to have a different strategy too, because also all of my owners are coming in with a different level of 
marketing experience. They're also coming in with a different level of working capital to do their marketing and advertising. Um, I don't require, you know, there's certain requirements we don't have. Um, we let the owners kind of, you know, adjust their marketing plan based on what their resources are and their experience and knowledge is. Um, but yeah, we're definitely, you know, if we can get people in the doors initially, we have a lot of great mechanisms for that word of mouth, including we do take videos of every single one of our classes at the end and clients are invited to and suggested to even take their phones and shoot videos of the routine that they learned. And that is free advertising for my brand. So thinking about ways that you can use your, like, use your brand experience to be a marketing machine for you that doesn't cost you any money is kind of a no brainer. Absolutely. And, 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 and take notes, people, because this is really how you're supposed to do things. And I, and I applaud you. I didn't even know you did all of those things. So that uh, is amazing. And I think that especially I find, uh, I find the videos that you guys are doing every class and imploring them to actually go back and home and videotape it and give it back to you and all that stuff. Uh, incredibly fascinating and very, very smart, because I think that uh, it is if people are posting it all over the place and it's really starting the conversation. Uh, and that's really how word of mouth word of mouth gets started too. Well, and also making it very obvious, like what my hashtag is. Um, our hashtag is slaying is my cardio. It's something I thought of in the middle of the night, and I like jumped out of bed and ordered a thousand dollars with a tank top. So my business partner the next morning was like, "I think someone stole the <laughs> stole the check card." Uh, I'm like, "Oh no, sorry, I, I ordered tank tops. Forgot to tell you." Um, but, um, but having a strong hashtag, um, is something that seems so basic, but it's really important. I mean, that hashtag is on all my instructors, t-shirts. Um, and so if you go and you search that hashtag, like our clients use it and they post their videos from their classes and their parties using our hashtag. Um, so we're very obvious and explicit that that's what we want them to do. We're not subtle. We say to them at the end, post your videos, use this hashtag. And you know, people aren't like, Oh, that's too overt. Like, no, they like it. They're like, oh, okay, that's the hashtag. I want to be in the conversation. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think that making people feel like they're part of something bigger is certainly um, a strategy that we've seen with a lot of incredibly profitable brands that have uh, worked very well. And I think that you guys are definitely on the right track with uh, using that as a method as well to kind of get your name out there as well. Right. Yeah. So uh, last question that I have for you uh, is really kind of surrounding around um, what you wish you knew uh, when you were first starting out as a as a young, as a, as a young uh, franchisor, I mean, there are so many things to know, uh, and it all comes at you so fast. Uh, what is one thing that you would really, um, kind of uh, being a year into it now, that you'd kind of love to tell people so they can watch out for it themselves? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is to, you know, that the franchise industry is very collaborative and very supportive. And I come from the music business. So I've told you this many times, Zach, that, you know, my experience with music is like, no one's trying to help you. No one's trying to support you. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm -hmm. no, you know, if, if you if you even admit any vulnerability or if you admit any any knowledge gaps, you know, people are going to exploit that in, in my experience in, in the music business for many, many years. Um, but in franchising, it's, it's the total opposite. It's like, you know, other franchise other executives, other um, vendors, you know, it, it, it just are so selfless and so generous with their knowledge and with their support. Um, you know, you've been a great resource for us. I mean, tons of people in the industry um, in the last year that we've, I've kind of really gotten involved, um, you know, at, at different conferences and things. Um, people are very, when people hand you their business card and they say, call me anytime, that's not just a shtick. Like, they really mean it. Um, and that's something I wish I even knew at the very beginning, because I think I would have utilized that even more so to decrease some of my learning curves on things. So um, I would say to anyone listening, you know, I'd love to be a resource. Um, I definitely 
don't know everything, but I've learned a ton. Um, so, you know, use your resources. And, and I think that's something that if I knew at the beginning, I could have learned a couple things even quicker. No, absolutely. And, and I completely echo that, everybody. I think that one of the best things uh, about the franchise space is that it is incredibly collaborative. And I think that um, Jamie, Jamie happened to just walk up to my mother and I at a conference and just started talking <laughs> to us. And now, and, now, and now she's here and has been uh, a client of mine uh, for a little while. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, we have become, we've become friends as well. And I think that that's something that's really important to know is that don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, I think that that's one thing uh, that our generation may not especially be super good at when it comes to kind of communicating with each other. But I think that it's certainly worth your while uh, to uh, to speak up and to really ask because you never know who you're going to meet and uh, where it'll lead. Well, just, so, to, just uh, to add a, little, a, quick, a yeah. quick tidbit on that, Zach, that I think people will like, is I actually met your mother before that because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what I need? I need PR. Um, and so I actually had, had found her um, and called her. And, and even in my very first call, I knew I could trust her because she said, you know what? You don't need PR right now. Here's what you should do. And that's how I knew immediately yeah. that, like, there were good people in this industry because in the music business, you know, if I had spoken to a publicist, they would have been like, yes, and here's my fee and we're ready to go and we can get you this and we can get you that. But that's kind of how I knew I was entering a different kind of industry when I spoke to a publicist who said, you know what, you don't need me yet. So um, for what it's worth, like, I think that that's really indicative of, of kind of the, the integrity that, you know, a lot of people have in this business. She taught me well, what can I say? But yeah, <laughs> she, she, she certainly did. But yeah, no, and, and I, and I love that. Cause I mean, I think that that, that, that is, represents something even larger when it comes to the space that people aren't going to go ahead and take your money uh, unless right. uh, it really will do good for you. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that this was really helpful for everybody. Uh, Jamie, thank you so, so much. Uh, this was uh, by far, uh, it was maybe the longest, but I would think also the most informative that we've had thus far. So uh, really, really appreciate it. And uh, My pleasure. Both, uh, please, uh, and please uh, tune in again uh, next month. Uh, uh, please, uh, the guest is to be determined, uh, but we will be uh, posting another one uh, back here uh, in the in the middle of August. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for joining on Millennial Monthly. Uh, this is your host, Zach Fishman, and uh, we also have our uh, Jamie Stigliano. Uh, thank you again for joining us, Jamie. Thank you.